Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about doing a business recap or overview as you enter the new year to see what you did correctly and what needs improvement and what you did wrong. So this little audit is a good way to kind of, you know, reset yourself before the new year in your business. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963 providing quality products and services to make pool care easy, and solutions and expertise to do it right. So I've been doing this for several years now. I don't think there's a particular formula that you can work off of. You want to do what works best for you. And the first thing that you want to do is kind of do a profit and loss statement and see how much money you actually made during that year. Now, profit is one of those things where it's kind of fluid and people look at it differently and calculate it differently. Some people calculate it in a way where they have their gross net and then they have their net profit. And other people calculate it just on all of your expenses minus all of your income, and that's your net. And you can do it either way. You can do it, you know, I think the easiest way to do it is to um, kind of just put how much money you made that year, how much business expenses you had, and how much net profit you had. And then you're going to factor in, of course, the income tax you're going to pay on your business. Or you can kind of get the idea from last year's taxes. And so you kind of have an idea what this year's tax liability is going to be based on last year's. Depending on your income, if you had a huge jump in income, you're going to have more tax liability. Um, But basically, you want to know if your business is actually generating a profit. Now, this is not including any household expenses like a mortgage, a car payment, This is strictly all your business expenses. So this will be like your truck insurance, the fuel cost, um, uniforms, the chemical cost, equipment cost. All of these are business expenses. You're going to itemize those on a list. And for the year 2020 or 19 or 2021, whatever year you're doing the calculation for, I guess I should say 2020 because that's the year we're in. Um, So basically you want to write down how much money you spent on these business expenses and then how much money came in, and then you want to see the total of that minus your tax liability because um, you should be paying estimated taxes in your business because if you don't, you're going to pay a little bit of a penalty. I think it's a small amount, like 200 or $300, but nonetheless, estimated taxes are the way to go. So you should be paying your estimated taxes, and that way also you're not hit by a big tax bill come April when you file your taxes. You've already been paying the estimated taxes all year long. You may need to talk to a good CPA to set that up for you, and he'll take what you made last year. He'll ask you also what you're projected to make this year, and based on that, he'll calculate your estimated taxes that you're going to pay quarterly, and the first payment is due in April, and then you're going to keep paying those quarterly until you have all the estimated taxes paid paid up, and that way you're not having a huge tax liability at the end like I mentioned. And so after you do all that, 
And let's keep it simple. Let's say that you had a pool route that grossed 100000 So let's say you spent 20000 on chemicals and equipment, uniforms, all of this, fuel. And that leaves you with a tax liability of about 10%, let's say, which is 8000 So that means that you your net your net profit is 72000 So that means that every month your net profit is $6,000 a month, which is a pretty good take-home pay for doing this kind of work. So it's not a bad income for sure. And with that 6000 you can pay your bills and, of course, pay all of your expenses and household expenses. Now, if you have 6000 a month, and you're not having any money left over for savings or for investing. Um, you're just kind of living paycheck to paycheck, month to month. There are two things that you're probably going to have to address going forward in 2021. Number one, do you need to increase your income? And number two, do you need to cut down on your business expenses? And number three, do you need to cut down on your household expenses? And I think these are the three areas that you can focus on. Um, am I making enough money? Do I need to increase my income? You know, are my household expenses in line with everyone else, uh, so to speak, the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, or am I overspending? And then the business expenses, am I charging enough per month to cover the chemical costs? Am I charging enough per month to cover the insurance, the fuel costs of my truck, the wear and tear? And if you're not, then you're going to have to increase your monthly rate or get more service accounts. So those are kind of the three categories that I would focus on. You know, sometimes you're making enough money. You know, $6,000 a month in Florida is actually a pretty good living, you know, with the cost of living being lower down there. Um, you should be able to live off of that no problem. And if your spouse works, even better. Um, but $6,000 in California may not be enough to live on and to support a family because it's super expensive to live in California, um, really expensive to live in California. And so you may need to increase your income and you may need to cut some of the business expenses, and you may not be able to really adjust much of the household expenses. They may be fixed that way. For instance, if you have a mortgage of a set amount, you may be able to refinance it, but you may just have that payment every month or rent. It's not going to change. It may go up. Um, you know. But there are certain things you can definitely work on, like if you have a car payment, you can pay the car off. If you have a lot of credit card debt or student loan debt, you can pay those off, and that will increase your net um, your net earning income that way because you won't be paying out an expense with the money you make. Now in business, some of the business expenses you can't fix, like the cost of fuel because you have to drive. A lot of the other expenses like insurance are pretty much set. You can probably shop around and save you know, one or $200, but that's not going to move the needle. So I wouldn't waste my time shopping around for two or three days trying to find a lower insurance rate. What's probably better is to increase your rates on your customer if you need to or to get more service accounts or pick up more work. Whatever you need to do on that aspect to raise your earnings, your total amount coming in, so that next year you'll have a better outlook. So let's say that in 2020 you, you um, made $72,000 in net profit, and again, you're struggling to make it month to month. So definitely going forward the next year, you know you got to do one of three things. Cut your household expenses if you can. Cut your business expenses and also bring in more money, which means raising the rates on your current customers or bringing in more work. Now, if you're at your limit, let's say you have 80 service accounts and you can't do any more than that by yourself, you may have to expand and bring on an employee. And I did a podcast on when, when to bring on an employee and the cost of an employee. 
So you can refer to that one. If you're looking for the previous podcast that I've recorded, go to swimmingpoollearning.com, click on the banner, there's a little podcast icon. Click on that, it'll take you to the previous ones I recorded. So I, I did a podcast on taking on an employee, and that may be necessary. But I think there's two areas that you can work on without doing that, and that is increasing your service rates and also reducing your business expenses. And you can pass on a lot of the cost of the chemicals to your service customers. So basically you should include the muriatic acid and then the liquid chlorine for the uh, sanitizer for the weekly dose. And if they're using anything beyond that, like 3-inch tablets or any kind of phosphate removers or any kind of algicides, you should pass that cost on to your client so that you can have a better bottom line at that service account. Um, you definitely don't want to be paying for the trichlor tablets or any kind of enzymes or phosphate removers. That should be something the customer pays, pays for. And once you establish the fact that the basic chemicals are what you are absorbing and everything else is paid by the customer, then you want to look at other things in your business. You know, what if you're leasing your truck and it's $500 a month? Well, that's a lot of money. That's 6000 a year. That's one month of um, net that you're giving up um, to the car dealer. So you may want to reevaluate a large truck payment. You may want to reevaluate other aspects of your business. Maybe you're going through a lot of equipment, and you may want to just invest in premium equipment so that you don't have to go through the equipment as often. And these are all things that you kind of have to put down on paper. And until you do this kind of audit, you don't know, number one, where the money's going. You don't know if you have to increase your rates or cut your expenses. And then you have no idea how much of your household expenses are eating into your business profits. So basically, you're not working just to pay the bills every month. You're working for several reasons. One reason you're working is that in the future, you want to have some kind of passive income. Because when you get into your 60s and 70s, you can't do this kind of work anymore. And so you need something that's going to sustain you. And this is one reason why I also mentioned that you should not be cheating on your taxes because you're really hurting yourself in the future. You may be saving money now because you're not giving all the money to the IRS, but you're hurting your chances later to build wealth. And I'll give you an example of this. If you want to buy an investment property and you're you make you know, you're making a hundred thousand in your pool business, but you're only reporting fifty thousand to the IRS. Well when you go to apply for some kind of financing for that, you're not going to be able to qualify because you don't have the income, especially if you're deducting a lot of different things, to qualify for that home and therefore you're hurting yourself because then you would have then you're not able to buy that rental property and build future passive rental income because you didn't report your income correctly and you can't qualify. And if you're thinking that you can just put cash down, after $10,000, they want to see a money trail where the money came from. And so you can't just use cash to buy a house in most cases, maybe from an individual, but definitely not from a bank or from a, you know, to do it reputable through an escrow company. So think about that aspect of it too. And also think about the fact that you're paying self-employed Social Security tax. So your Social Security benefits are increasing every year as you're paying into that. Now, whether you believe it's going to be around by the time you retire is a moot point. The fact that you're paying into it and you're building up the Social Security amount that you're going to get back is important too. So in the least, you know, you want to be able to have some kind of passive income in the future and you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt the ability for you to get that passive income. And so if you're not reporting your taxes correctly, you're definitely not going to get the Social Security payments back later that you're going to maybe need to survive on and nor will you be able to do some investments later because 
you're not going to have the right income to qualify for real estate, which I think is the best investment, by the way. And so definitely I think that if you can buy a rental property, go that route and get that passive income with the rent coming in later when you retire. So that's one aspect of why you're working. You're working so that you can invest the money that you're making, the savings or any kind of extra money into maybe a Roth IRA, um, which is another great way to have some passive income later. If you put money into a Roth IRA, um, it's only going to grow in over 20 or 30 years. You're going to have a pretty good nest egg at the end to draw from. But if you're not generating enough income to have the extra 6000 a year to invest in a Roth IRA for yourself, um, then there's probably something wrong with your business model. You have to adjust that to where you're actually making some money so that you can invest that money. You know, Put some money aside to buy for a down payment for a rental property. Put some money into a Roth IRA. But if you don't have that extra income, you definitely got to look at your business and see what needs to be adjusted so that you're actually making money out there. Another reason why you're making money is maybe to you know help other people by giving to them, by leaving a legacy. Those are other great benefits of having a good income. And later on, you can help people. If you have a relative that needs a car or needs some kind of you know cash out, you can give them the money. Um, but if you don't have any extra money even for yourself, then you can't do that either. So a lot of great benefits for making that money and making that profit. But unless you audit your business and find out where the money's going and how you can improve the, for the following year or what you can kind of tweak and change, you really don't have anything, any kind of sense going into the next year of what you need to do. So definitely do an audit. I made it really simple. I kept it simple, and I only covered three categories. There are, of course, more categories that you can put in there, but I think those are the three categories that you can focus on if you've never done this before. Am I making enough money by charging enough? Are my business expenses too high? And are my personal expenses too high? And those are the three areas that you should focus on to kind of do this basic audit of your business. And then later on, you can add more layers to that and kind of even you know unpack the tax um, liability of your business and how can you save money in certain areas of your business, not by not reporting it, but by you know putting different categories and more deductions here and there. Um, things of that nature can be looked at later. But you just want to keep it basic when you first do it. And those are the three categories I would focus on. And if you're looking for previous podcasts that I recorded, you can again go to my website and click on the banner for that podcast icon and scroll down to the other episodes. And if you want to enhance your business or you're starting out, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.